1: Hello, welcome to the Ghosts of Hall. My name is Simon.
0: And I'm McKelly.
1: Thank you for joining us for episode 26 of our chapter-by-chapter chapter book review of A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. Today we're discussing chapter 25 of A Game of Thrones, which is Edit 5.
0: We'll chat about the chapter and try not to spoil any future plot points for you, and hopefully we'll provide you with some entertainment along the way.
1: We'll summarize what happened, discuss our thoughts on it, provide some useful background, compare it to the TV show, and indulge in a little pedantry. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check out our show notes. They provide some additional information about the characters and other things of note in this chapter. How's things? All right. How about you? Um, I'm fine. I I got hurt playing soccer. Yes, you did. You have quite the limp
0: going on there. (laughs) You you play soccer a lot, and you limp a lot, but this is a... One of yeah. the more significant limps yeah. I've seen you. Uh... I've done something to my calf muscle, and last time I
1: did it, something like this, I was out like four weeks without uh, any soccer.
0: Well, there is a silver lining for me is that you come to lunch more often. <laughs> when you're... Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's for me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. All right.
1: So, should we do it? Let's do it. All right. Quick recap of what Eddard was up to previously. Last time we saw him, he was saying goodbye to Kat, who'd come down to King's Landing mm-hmm. uh, to share her uh, opinions on the assassination attempts yes, on Bran.
0: The dagger news.
1: Yes. And he was setting up Arya with her dancing master, Sirio Forel, to right. teach her sword fighting, that is, not dancing. Michele, why don't we give them the summary?
0: Let's do it. I'll give it a start. Okay. Eddard is in the chambers of Grand Maester Picel. He's trying to figure out John Aaron's movements in his last few days. Pycelle tells him John Aaron hadn't seemed himself, but that John did have a full plate of burdens to worry about. But otherwise, he looked healthy. John Aaron borrowed a book from him, and the next day his illness began, and he deteriorated quickly. On his deathbed, John Aaron called for Robert, who sat with him for hours, and his last words were, The seed is strong.
1: Ned mentions John John's wife uh, Liza Aaron thought his death unnatural. Pycelle suggests that Lady Aaron was shattered and paranoid after mm-hmm. her husband after her husband's death. When Ned questions whether poison could have been u- used, Pycelle again rejects the idea. As Ned leaves, he asks Pycelle to see the book that John Aaron was reading. Pycelle agrees to send it to right. Ned's chambers. Yeah.
0: So after Ned leaves, on his way back to his chambers, he stops and has a quick talk with Arya about Bran's future. And when he gets back to his chambers, he's told Peter Littlefinger Baelish would like a word. Littlefinger has been busy helping Ned on his quest to solve the mystery behind Jon Arryn's death. He's found four people to question, who have ties to Jon Arryn. Littlefinger then points out spies in the yard watching Ned's windows. One belongs to Lord Varys... The other reports to Queen Cersei herself. As Littlefinger leaves, he tells Ned that Ned not trusting him was the wisest thing he's done since he arrived. Yeah.
1: So, uh, it's pretty hot in King's Landing. Yeah, Ned,
0: I, we didn't mention that in the summary. Yeah,
1: but, but Ned's Ned's stripped down to sort of silk so he's still sweating like a... Yeah. Like a stalk in in King's Landing. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, right at the be, kind of the beginning of the chapter, Maester Pycelle goes on this long monologue about how hot it is and about how it's – some think it's the hottest summer uh, like on record or whatever. But he believes that that hottest summer was during um, Maekar Targaryen, the first of his names, reign about 70 to 80 years ago. And that summer lasted for seven years. Yeah.
1: So. And uh, presumably, there aren't too many people around to contradict him right. on this. <laughs> because him, Old Nan, Meester Amen. <laughs> that's about yeah. all we got so far. I, I didn't tell you. I got elbowed in the mouth and got my mouth cut yesterday as what? well. Like a four minute penalty, I think. That one. Wow. Yeah. Man. I had a bad day. You
0: did. Yeah. And that was during, during coaching. Right? No. <laughs> uh, <sighs>
1: my coaching went well today. Yeah. They, they won't. All right. We had a new kid on the team. It was very good. <laughs> that
0: helps. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so Pycelle says that John Iron hadn't seemed himself for a while. Um, yeah. Obviously, as hand of a king like Robert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One has some uh, worries and concerns to weigh down on you. Yeah,
0: He specifically mentions running the realm. And I, I have written here Robert's follies uh-huh. in uh, quotation marks because Ned, on his first day of work, has started to notice the amount of follies in Robert's. Yeah. leadership but he's also got a sickly son uh little robert aaron and his wife is um i guess neurotic might be a good
1: term well certainly that's what pysel seems to think of her but i wonder if this um stems from before the, her, his death i mean was she is she now neurotic right because sure. of the death or was she like this in the in the recap you said that um aaron called out for robert meaning the king but there was some ambiguity as i recall that it could have been his son he was calling out
0: he he specifically pisel specifically says could have been calling for either of the two roberts but liza wouldn't let little robert go see him because she was afraid he might catch whatever it was that john had
1: right right so so at least at that time she didn't think it was poison then She thought it was a disease of some
0: sort. Yeah, that's true. At least according to Meister Pysel. Of course,
1: yeah. We're getting that third hand.
0: Yeah. And he mentions that later when uh, Ned mentions the idea of poison, he says that since her last uh, stillborn birth, I think it was, it was miscarriage or stillborn birth, one or the other, that she'd been seeing enemies in the shadows, Uh, in every shadow or something like that. So her
1: neuroses began prior. Seems like
0: it. Right. Which, which
1: makes it easier for for people like Pysel. If you assume Pysel is just an innocent narrator right. of events here, for him to discount her accusations because he's already right. seen her acting this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interesting thing that Pysel sent John Aaron's maester away and took over his care. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's just a little sketchy. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it depends. When you compound it with some of the other kind of sketchy things that Pysel says and does in this chapter, this looks sketchier than yeah. otherwise. Yeah,
1: because on its own, I mean, he is very senior as a maester, right. and the maesters are the doctors, basically. Yes. He ought to have some, you know, I mean, I mean it depends in, in some ways, because I think sort of in modern Western medicine, we actually sort of like tend to favor younger doctors a little bit over older doctors, but the experience that this guy has is clearly right. potentially very beneficial
0: yes he was uh, he was afraid he said uh, that coleman was young and that pysel felt he didn't understand how to treat older bodies he was using wasting potions and pepper juice purging him apparently mm-hmm. so i guess he figured he doesn't know how to properly handle it yeah and you know i looked it up john aaron was a rather um older gentleman they His birth is not – they they gave a date range somewhere between 218 and 220 AC. And we're currently in 298 So 70 – He's 78 to 80 80 years old. Almost 80 years old. (laughs) Two to four years younger than Pycelle because Pycelle was born in uh,
1: 216 AC. But I think you you mentioned this before. It feels like if – if Pysel was concerned, he should have got involved, but not necessarily sent the other one away. Right. If you send the other one away, it feels like you want control. And if you want control, why do you want control? Yes.
0: Two minds are better than one. Right, yeah. You would think, you know. Maybe, you know, uh, Coleman has been more recently through the Maester program at the Citadel. Maybe he's learned some newer techniques, such as using wasting potions and pepper juice.
1: Oh, but but (laughs) the argument that he doesn't understand an old body the same way that Picel does, is actually a pretty decent argument. Yeah, you sure. Know, yeah. You know, you
0: I might not understand what an, what an older body can handle. Right, exactly. I mean, if
1: you told me, if I was 80 and you told me to take this stuff and it's going to, Picel might go look at that and go, oh, that's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. True. So yeah, we so we don't know whether um, John Iron called out for which Robert. We know that King Robert was by his bedside, yes. and his son Robert was not.
0: Right, talking and joking and yeah. trying to raise his spirits. But yeah, yeah we don't know what he was calling for. So, yeah. right Pycelle,
1: Pycelle uh supposes that the seed is strong. Was was a cry to his son that he would sort of like overcome his early childhood frailties. Yeah,
0: he refers to it as a blessing to the son. So the very last words he says, just before closing his eyes, he tells King Robert and his wife Liza, not Robert's wife Liza, John Aaron's wife Liza, uh, the last thing he says is, the seed is strong. And uh, yeah, we don't exactly know what that means. It could have been a lot of different things. Yeah, (laughs) He could have been saying to Robert, you're... I'm very proud of you. You know, you are a... You, you've done well. King Robert. Yes, yes King Robert. Right. He could have been spe- uh, speaking to him and saying, you know, because he probably he thinks of him like a son. So we don't know uh, yet what exactly that means. But it is an odd thing to say about a sickly kid. Unless, like you said, he's trying to say, have faith. Yeah. he's He'll be okay. Um, yeah, maybe he's implying he's stronger than he looks. But yeah. It's odd in general for final yeah. words, I guess. I'm,
1: I might be confusing this with the show now because I've just watched and read in quick succession, but Pysel says people's last words are about as meaningful as their first. Oh, I think that's in the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's discounting it as being... Right. <laughs> I don't
0: recall that. I just yeah, read it to it again the show, today. Yeah. I don't yeah. recall it being in there. But just a reminder, Liza Aaron... Has accused Cersei Roberts, uh, Queen Cersei Roberts' wife, uh, as the poisoner of John Arryn. So,
1: right, at least that's what we've been told by Catelyn Stark. Yes, Lysa, <laughs> you're, you're just, right again, yes. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to fan the flames of that conspiracy theory that Catelyn Stark is uh, making stuff up. <laughs> but but apparently that's what Catelyn said. Lysa accused Cersei of. Yes. So Pycelle says that Cersei left. King's Landing before john Arryn died. Yes, and sent a raven to her to let her know right. she was on her way to casterly Rock.
0: Right. You have mentioned earlier is a a logical question. Is a good one. Go ahead, you can ask it.
1: I don't know what question you're referring to.
0: <laughs> I'm referring to the one when you said if Cersei was on the road when all this went down, oh, is yeah. she free from suspicion?
1: Well, I mean, the question that comes to me then is. She left King's Landing before he died. Did she leave King's Landing before he got sick? Because she may have given him a slow acting poison. She also, I'm pretty confident in saying that she has used other people to act as an assassin for her. I reference the second attempt on Bran Stark's life. <laughs> if it
0: was if if it was her, that's definitely. If
1: it was her, and she above all people had reason to yeah, want that to good happen. Point. And okay, the first attempt on Bran Stark's life also working through a third party. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so they, she has there's got precedent. Yeah, there's, there's precedent set precedent here, and so she doesn't have to be present to be the poisoner. I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now all the all that I could find because. I went back and tried to look up to see whether she, when she left. And the really only timeline that I could find is that in the first Ned chapter, when Robert and Ned are in the crypts, mm-hmm. Robert tells Ned it was a fortnight between the tourney, the tournament and Joffrey's name day. Right. Uh, when he said he was fit as a fiddle and him dying. So,
1: And she was definitely in town for the tournament. She
0: was, Yeah, because the reason she was heading back to Casterly Rock in the first place is because her father, Tywin, was in town for the tournament. And presumably he didn't leave the day after the tournament. He right. stuck around a At while. At least waited till the tournament was over. Right. So this all happened in a two-week period. So.
1: And also, let's be honest here, she's the queen. She doesn't have a lot of opportunity to go out and buy poison.
0: <laughs>
1: but her dad's visit... <laughs> Yeah. He could come with it. Uh, yeah. Just I hadn't f- thought, th- thought of oh, that. you know. Yeah. Hey, Dad, wouldn't you come in and bring me some of that, you know, <laughs> the good stuff.
0: <laughs> the good stuff. Yeah. But it's, you know, Liza, we have not met Liza yet. We haven't met so Liza, yeah. All we know is she seems um, rather neurotic based on Picel's uh, descriptions of her. But if she's, she's making this up, you'd think she'd get her timeline straight. Like Cersei wasn't even in town. But like you said, it could have been a slow-acting poison, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we hear that Picels served as um, Grand Master of King's Landing for more than 40 years now, and under four different kings, which right. is yeah. really amazing. I mean, Robert and Aerys, sure. Lots of people have served under both of oh, them, right. but Aeris was around for quite a long time. Aerys uh, was preceded by Jeheris and then before that, Egg and the Fifth? Yeah, Egg the Fifth. Egg. Egg. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ned brings up the possibility of poison to Picel and Pycelle... His eyes open at this. Yes, right. And he poo poo's the idea. Yeah, he he's, says it's
0: not the free cities,
1: right? The... Where presumably this kind of thing is more common. Right. Ned yeah. brings up the, the Liza's death, think, Liza th- thinking that the death was unnatural, but right. Picel yeah. says she's neurotic. So... Yeah,
0: and this is when he says she sees enemies in every shadow. Right. And he blames her accusations on weakness of mind and grief, basically. That yeah. she's Since yeah. he's taken ill, uh, that she's he says this kind of grief would shake even the strongest uh, met mind, mind. mind or yeah. yeah and she is not that yep yeah.
1: So. so is is lysa just paranoid or does she really think cersei did this and why, why what would cersei's motive be for right. doing this i mean obviously i think we've speculated before about getting more power for the lannisters and then that could tie tie in with tywin if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Tywin wants to be Hand of the King again, as he used to be for uh,
0: Aerys... Well, she mentions in Brand Brand 2, when they're up in the room uh, and Brand is overhearing them, that she wanted Jaime to to fill the role of Hand of the King. She never thought that Eddard would agree to being Hand of the King. So clearly, she did want someone else to be Hand of the King.
1: Right, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure. That doesn't seem as thought through to
0: me, Jamie becoming handy, Right, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jamie, when she mentioned it, Jamie was like, I have no interest in that job. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, clearly they hadn't discussed it a lot beforehand, it seemed. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. Are you ready to make some unforgettable memories? Well, if so, consider the Marriott Bonvoy program. Discover the perfect destination for your summer getaway and unlock exclusive deals on luxurious accommodations. With our affiliate partnership, you'll enjoy unbeatable savings and a seamless booking experience. Don't let summer slip away. Visit Marriott Bonvoy today and make this vacation season one for the books. Use our Ghosts of Hall affiliate page to check it all out and buy Bonvoy points or give some as a gift. The link to our page is in the show notes.
1: But, I mean, it, whilst his death does seem unnatural, he was old. I mean, he yeah, was yeah, almost yeah, 80 yeah. years old, so...
0: Yeah, and Pycelle says he knows symptoms of poison, and he saw none, so... Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Although, i got to say, I mean, the symptoms of poison, feeling weak and being sick and dying, that seems like quite a few poisons <laughs> right. would have that as a group of symptoms. Yes,
0: <laughs> doubling over all his stomach pain, and then... <laughs> Getting, you know, falling ill till he can't get out of bed. It could be food poison so far. Right. <laughs> it feels
1: like ingesting pretty much anything that wasn't food could lead you to this. But you point. considered Salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> it was old, as we mentioned. But yeah, then... So Ned says, uh, so Pycelle sort of poo the idea of saying that no one surely would do it. No man would want John Aaron harmed right, in this way. Yes. And that's when Ned says, but. Well, Poison is a woman's weapon.
0: Yes, and then it, then it takes kind of an interesting turn here because Pycelle then randomly brings up Varys, Lord Varys. Well,
1: he, he literally he says it's a woman's a, a cravens or, or a eunuch's. eunuch. Yes, and
0: he says eunuch last, like yeah. what a eunuch. Yeah. So yeah, and
1: then he immediately says, "Did you happen to know that Lord Varys is from Lys, one of right. the free cities where people poison each other all the time."
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It uh and then he follows it up with tells Ned you shouldn't trust the spider, which I mean, there's one thing Ned doesn't need to be told. It's yeah, that. Yeah. But Ned, maybe Ned's just taking all this in, but you know, his internal thoughts never come to, "Boy, he really keeps bringing up Varys yeah. as uh someone to keep an eye on in this conversation." And I wonder, depends on how you, what you think of myself? If you think is on the up and up, maybe he's subtly trying to te- trying to turn Ned toward have you considered looking at Varys right, as a possible yeah. suspect yep. without because they are both members of the small council without saying I think it's Lord Varys.
1: Yeah, but he, but but I think what you're getting at here is what I would think, which is it feels like he is Throwing out any stones to deflect.
0: Yes. Feels like
1: he's got some kind of guilty conscience here, knows more than he's letting on, and is so just trying to drag anyone he can under at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's looking for a scapegoat. Feels like...
1: like. (gasps) But the the writing here is very plain and vanilla. You just hear what they're saying. You don't really hear their internal thoughts about what they think of what the other person's saying. Right. So we're left to draw our own conclusions to a large extent here.
0: Yeah. So, yeah you know he and Varys both served under Ares and now under Robert so we don't know maybe there's some bad blood maybe he has a vendetta against Varys or maybe he really thinks it could be Varys Varys yeah
1: and and we know that Ned doesn't think very highly of Varys or at least he on a sort of personal level, he finds he makes his skin crawl and things like that. Yes. But I, I I mean I like I said, it's hard to know Ned's feelings here, but the last thing he says before he the last thought he has before he leaves kind of throws some yeah. doubt on his belief in
0: Pysel as a honest yes. broker here. Yes. He says, uh, uh what's his name? Pysel says I'm here. Come to me anytime. I'm here to serve. Sure. And Ned thinks, yes, yes,
1: but who exactly?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, I was talking to uh, Carson about this chapter just before we started, and I mentioned the poison being a woman's weapon, and she's watching an Aurora Tea Garden mystery. Oh, um, okay. Charlene Harris, the um, Suki Stack householder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the Aurora Tea Garden was, and apparently in the episode she just watched, it said they were, this was poisoned. That's a woman's weapon.
0: Oh, huh.
1: So they are. I never, never heard of this before, <laughs> well, now it's well, all over the place. Apparently. <laughs> she, or she just read George Martin's <laughs> book, stolen <laughs> idea. Or oh, vice versa. Right, yeah, yeah. Not sure which way around.
0: I don't know which <laughs> came first.
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, 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 I do know which matters. Yeah. But like your like your dream plagiarism, you know. You, it's part yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could have dreamed it. Who, who am I to throw stones? <laughs> so, so
1: Ned asked to see the book that uh John wanted. Um yeah. the book was on the lineages of the great houses. Right. Um this was the last thing he did before his sudden illness. Right. Um and it
0: you know, it could be coincidental, but it is yeah, it is something. Hey, well, yeah, what are you going to
1: do? You, you, you follow every strand. You right. Know, if, you're, if you're an investigator.
0: Yes, exactly. So um,
1: I mentioned before we started, actually, that um, there's a parallel here to the book The Name of the Rose by oh, yes, Umberto yeah. Eco.
0: And then you had to tell me what that book was. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: And then also mentioned it was a movie. And both, both the book and the movie are very, very good. Um, but in that, there's a mystery surrounding a book. And everybody who gets their hands on this book ends up dying oh
0: okay
1: and what it turns oh, out yeah. is that the corner of the book has been poisoned so as they leaf oh. through it and lick their thumbs see if people should stop doing they ingesting that. <laughs> their poison so uh wow just yeah. if there's any more writing plagiarism going on look out for that one here
0: <laughs> if that book if, if ned falls ill after reading that exactly. book then we exactly. check the corners yeah, so. so
1: Ned leaves by cell and he bumps into Arya, thankfully not, literally because she's standing on one <laughs> right. foot at the top of some stairs. Um, she's tra- practicing what Serial for Cell has taught her. Yes, um, water they...
0: dancers can stand on one toe for hours. And I, again, I'm calling hyperbole on these water dancers. I, yeah. I, I he, don't know he's... about this one toe for hours thing.
1: Yeah, he says <laughs> quite a few of these things and he doesn't demonstrate. Them. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Well, I could in my youth. This but, feels yeah. like the epitome of hyperbole <laughs> if you ask me. That's a Brian Regan reference. Yes. Anyone that's uh, not familiar with that.
1: Um so they talk about Bran but Bran's future, you know, he wanted to be a king's guard, that's really not available to him anymore. Yeah. Um but Ned then talks about Arya's future as being the lady of a uh, holdfast <laughs> yes. somewhere and she said, uh, oh, "Oh no, no,
0: no." No. I kind of liked how she she didn't like, complain or anything. She just went, No, that sounds so. Yeah. Like, matter of fact, like, yeah. yeah, you got the wrong daughter, dad. Sorry, that's not going to be me.
1: So then, after that little interlude, he uh, talks to Littlefinger. Yeah. They're watching and sell me, and Selmy practice in the yard. They have the the characters are perfectly summed up by what they think when they see Barristan <laughs> right. Selmy. That's because true. When Ned sees Barristan Selmy, he sees a noble and heroic nice. warrior who can fight to the very death. Yes. And Littlefinger <laughs> sees a guy who just bores him to tears <laughs> in small council meetings. Yes.
0: <laughs> that I hadn't thought about how well that sums up their uh, two characters right there. But, yeah. yeah. So Peter seems uh, to be working on Ned's behalf, which. I think it shocks all of us. <laughs> it shocked Ned. <laughs> well,
1: he, he did say, he said, my love for Cat is yes. why I'm going to help you guys. And you know? he
0: tells him, I promised Cat, I would help you, yeah. and so I'm helping you. And so it turns out uh, he's found four servants of John Aaron's that are still left in King's yeah, Landing. Yeah, L-
1: because Lysa took the rest of her, I'm, I'm going to use the word retinue
0: here. Okay. But Unlike- I
1: could use entourage, if you prefer, or posse. <laughs> I said retinue when I was talking to Carson about this, and she said, "Don't use a different
0: word." <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I thought uh, retinue yeah. was good. Yeah. So four Same. of the retinue were left behind. Yes, yeah, so we got a pregnant kitchen girl, a stable hand, a pop boy who was discharged discharged for theft. Let me just—you've—you've you've gone three of the four, yeah. Yeah. Let me rule those three out.
1: <laughs> they don't sound very interesting at all. They don't. It's well, the four. tell me. Tell me about the fourth one. <laughs> His squire. Well, I guess he's pretty much out of work. His squire wants out and is dead. But do tell.
0: Yeah, so his squire is still around. And it turns out that King Robert knighted him. He's now Sir Hugh of the Vale just after John Aaron's death.
1: We'll be right back.
0: This episode is sponsored by Audible. To get a free audiobook or two if you're an Amazon Prime member, go to our exclusive url audibletrial.com/ghostsherenhall you can find the link in our show notes
1: that is an extraordinary turn of events it is the squire of john arryn knighted immediately after john arryn's death by the king
0: yes suggests
1: that's... that the squire of john arryn has done the king some big favor
0: or done someone that the king owes a favor to a big favor. Yeah.
1: Although, let me just give one other interpretation. As a squire, you are a wannabe knight. Right. And when you squire with someone and do a decent job, you'd hope that ultimately your lord would knight you. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: If your lord dies prematurely, you are left in the,
0: here's my resume, (laughs) but
1: I haven't been knighted yet. Yeah. So just there is that one... Possible
0: interpretation of yeah, that. Yeah, maybe Robert figured he was doing John a final favor. Like, right. this is your exactly. squire. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to knight him for yeah, you yeah. since you weren't able to. And probably,
1: I mean, through the small council, they probably knew each other's squires a little maybe. bit yeah, yeah. and knew that John Aaron thought highly of Hugh. Yeah. And so. Those are all very possible. But it is awfully suspicious. Yes,
0: it is. Very odd timing. Like, yeah. But like you said, John didn't knight him. He's gonna have to start all over as someone else's squire. right? Yeah, yeah. You think that
1: if he didn't knight him, you'd he'd at least get him another prime squireship, right? So that he can continue yeah. along the path. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't. He knighted him.
0: Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of things in um, this, and chapter. then kept
1: him around.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, he stuck around.
1: He sticks around. Yeah. I, I think I might have knighted him and then said, well. Good luck with that. Have Lance, will travel. Right.
0: <laughs> A lot of tourneys out there. Yeah, go yeah. get them. That, then things get really interesting. I mean, things that I felt this chapter was really interesting from the beginning. But then Peter says to Ned, hey, Ned, come here. Come to the window. I want to show you something. Oh,
1: because Ned says, all right, I'm going to go off and find this Sir Hugh fellow. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Ned says, I'll have, well, he's going to have all of them sent. He's going to send for all of them and... Peter Bayless is like, Ned, come here. Come here. And Ned's like, <laughs> why? And he's like, if you come here, I will show you. <laughs> who hasn't used that line before? <laughs> and so he you know, he comes to the window and uh, he points out the window. various people yeah, who are spying on him. There's a boy in the you know in the yard and he says, See that boy out there? He is a spy for Lord Varys, who has taken quite the interest in you. Mm-hmm. And then he says, You see that guy up there? He spies for the queen. And I wondered, is he being serious or is he just creating paranoia for Ned? You know? Yeah. Because he could have just been like, well, that guy looks suspicious. <laughs> I'm going to point out him. <laughs> you know, if you tell someone that that person is suspicious, all of a sudden every move they make is like, He's looking at me. And that even says, "It looks like that guy's looking in my window." It'd be
1: Funny if the one he pointed to, like, suddenly like started hugging someone and sort of like ran off somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the person next to him was being really, really shifty. It was like, "No, wait, that no, one. No, no, the guy to the right. <laughs> the guy to the right."
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I, I definitely. I mean, we know Varys has spies everywhere, so it wouldn't
0: be no. A big yeah, surprise. right, right. Yeah. Um, so, but that also, Peter knows that as well, so he could. You know, everyone knows that the, the, um, the Master of Whisperers has a lot of spies. So he could just be saying, oh, that guy's a spy and that guy's a spy. Yeah. But
1: the point in this case is he's right. If you go off and drag them right. in here yes. by the scruff of the neck, word is going to get back to Varys and Cersei that you did that.
0: Right. And then I kind of like how the chapter ends. Peter goes to leave and Ned says, hey, Peter, thanks for your help. I, I might have been too quick to distrust you. And uh, Peter says, distrusting me was the wisest thing you've done since you climbed down off your horse. Yes. I thought that was a pretty it cool way to... keeps telling him this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like... He says... Peter says to Ned, do you have anyone in your service that you can trust completely? Instead
1: of going after these yes. people yourself.
0: And Ned says, yes. And Peter says, in that case, I have a palace in Valeria I'd very much mm-hmm. like to sell you. Mm-hmm. Valeria, of course, is... Ruined, yes, destroyed, ruined. missing. So I thought that, that made me chuckle. There
1: is, a, there is a London Bridge that got bought by some American and taken to Arizona. You know that? <laughs> did not. You didn't know that? That's true. Somebody sold this wealthy American London Bridge. It was actually literally called London Bridge. And he backed it up and shipped it to Arizona. And the story goes that he thought it was Tower Bridge.
0: The uh, iconic
1: and famous one. Uh, London okay. Bridge is just a bridge. <laughs> Could be anything. You might as well just built it yourself, really.
0: <laughs> I was wondering how that tied into this uh, conversation. Oh, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I get Did it now. It? <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, All
1: right. right, background. You want to talk about Macar? Yes. Who uh, presided over a seven-year summer with a very hot yes. final year. Exactly. Very at least according similar. to disturbingly... Uh, perhaps dishonest, Mr. Picell, <laughs> right. who is also 70 or something, 80 years removed from this point. Right, of yeah, time. that's true.
0: Yeah. So it was warm, ha- for sure. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I don't know that he could, say, you know, 80 years later, could say exactly yeah, which yeah, one was yeah. warmer. Exactly. exactly. You know. Yeah. But, you, you know, when you I think back... some hot summers right. from my childhood, but... <laughs> you know how they say, the older you get, the better you were. So... <laughs> Maybe something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, make our... Targaryen, the first of his name, gets a, a reference by Maester Pycelle, and he was the fourteenth Targaryen king to sit the Iron Throne, and his rise uh, to king was unexpected because he was the fourth son of King Darren the Second Targaryen and Mariah Martell, and you might remember Darren the Second because way back in John One, he's the guy who brought Dorne peacefully into the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, yes, we mentioned yes, yes, uh, we do. him in the background information yeah. of that. Episode. Anyway, as Makar wasn't expected to rule, uh, he married young to Diana Dane and had six kids, including the famous Egg, Egg on the Fifth, Ah. from the Duncan Egg book series, which anyone who hasn't read, I think we both would highly recommend. McKelly
1: in particular, he really likes
0: that. I I like it too, but
1: McKelly really likes that.
0: He earned. um, Makar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makar earned notoriety in tourneys, but. Uh, later, for his success in the Blackfire rebellions, and Blackfires are the names given to King Aegon IV's bastards that he legitimized on his deathbed. the The Blackfires make for good stories, but we'll tell those another okay, time. Okay. Okay. So, during the first Blackfire Rebellion, Makar led a shield wall that held against the attack of his uncle Bittersteel in the Battle so of Redgrass Fields. So
1: his name was Bittersteel Blackfire. That's pretty flippin' awesome, right there. <laughs> yeah,
0: Bittersteel's a pretty cool name. Um, well, technically, his name was Agor Rivers, but his nickname was Bittersteel, oh, okay. I and mean, he was a Blackfire. So, yeah. So, so he led a shield wall against Bittersteel in the Battle of the Redgrass Fields, like I just mentioned. And while his br- brother Baylor Breakspear attacked the army from the rear and Makar's shield, while made an unyielding anvil against which the rebels were hammered and destroyed. Mm-hmm. And that earned him the nickname, The Anvil. Ah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool nickname. Yeah, it's not... And despite uh, the cool nickname, uh, Makar felt unappreciated, as the victory was more attributed to his brother than to his actions. So, long story short, heirs to the throne kept dying off until he was the heir to the throne. And this process was helped when he accidentally killed his own brother, Prince Baylor. Uh, Baylor Breakspear, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, during the tourney at Ashford Meadow, an event that um, Duncan Egg fans might recognize. Several things happened at that tourney.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, oh.
0: he, I say he accidentally killed him. I mean, he intentionally hit him in the head at the morning star. He just didn't intend to kill him when he did it. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he killed his uh, brother, and that moved him up another notch. And an interesting note about uh, his second son Arian, you had mentioned a while ago about a Targaryen who died after drinking a cup of wildfire, thinking it would turn him into a dragon. Oh, that's it's the guy,
1: Maekar's son Arian. Yes, he was a nutcase. He was. He was a loon. <laughs> I mean, they're all. I mean, not, wait. A lot of the Targaryens, not all, but a lot of the Targaryens were scary lunatics. But yeah. he was the craziest of the bunch, I think.
0: And oddly, he wasn't even a product of incest. Not directly, yes. Yeah, I mean, they're because, all indirectly. Yeah, right, right, right. But his mother was uh, a Dane, yeah. so mm. he just he got the crazy bug. That yeah, yeah. it's Targaryens in now. That's off the, off the problem, the yep, yeah. right? Yeah. So Makar died in battle during the peak uprising. It said that he was crushed by a rock. And his son Egg, aka Egg on the fifth, succeeded him on the throne and for some great stories about egg, I would recommend reading the Duncan Egg book series. yeah really good stuff
1: okay so comparison with the television show um, show Picel doesn't talk about Aaron's slow decline and the weight of the world on his shoulders. The whole scene in the book takes place in Picel's Chambers, but in the show, it actually begins at the end of a small council meeting, and they oh, migrate to, okay. um, yeah, uh, the chambers. I can see that, yeah. And there's no drinking of. Uh, I, I, we haven't mentioned this, but he gives him a very sweet, he gives him a very sweet glass of milk, and uh, Ned finds it cloying and doesn't actually yeah. like it. Yeah. None of that happened in the TV show.
0: That would have been a pretty easy thing to slip in there, too. <clears> just like make a kind yeah. Yeah, of face.
1: Oh, yeah. Which else you might have <laughs> gone to the whole poisoning thing. Like, <laughs> right. what the heck am I drinking here? Uh, uh, there was no talk in the TV show about replacing John Aaron's maester with Picel himself.
0: Oh, That was dropped. Okay. Hmm, that's kind of a – it just adds more yeah. mystery to what Pyce... where Picel fits in all this. Yeah, yeah.
1: TV show Aaron never called out for Robert, so we don't the mystery of who he was calling out to is uh, not okay. in the TV show. And he although he did say the seed is strong, he said it wasn't his final words, he said it multiple times in oh, yeah. his fever. <laughs> so <laughs> to sort of really to reinforce that this is the important bit of this. <laughs>
0: He's writing it out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> speaking
1: um, in foreign languages. And in the book, um Pycelle promises to send the book that John Aaron was after to Ned. In the TV show, Ned is actually leafing through it there and there on the desk and takes it with him. He's actually carrying it under his arm when he sees uh, Arya later. (laughs) In a show scene that I don't think the book has an equivalent for, we hear Sansa say that she'll never forgive her father. And I assume she's talking about Lady. Oh. But in the book, although, again, we've brushed over this a little bit, when he sees Arya... He references back in his thoughts to the night they discovered that Bran was recovered. Right. And the three of them slept in the God's Wood that night. Yeah. And there definitely seemed to be a thawing there between Sansa and... Yeah, Man. yeah. But in the TV show, just 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 prior to the Pycelle scene, we see Sansa with... Um, Jane Poole, maybe? No, her Septon. Oh, septum, septum ordain. Septum ordain. And uh, she says, I'll never forgive my father.
0: Wow, that's yeah. a... That's...
1: Brother. Uh, yeah, again, misplaced because it wasn't him. It was Joffrey right. and Cersei. <laughs> so pedantry corner, I couldn't really find an awful lot. The best I've got is everyone's inability to guess at poison. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <different>. <laughs> because it's either natural causes or it's poison. Oh, right. These are your two choices here. And if he was perfectly healthy the day before and then he died suddenly... Yeah, yeah. Possibly a disease. Did anybody else catch it?
0: No. <laughs> huh. Makes me think of poison. Right. Is it going <clears> around <throat> King's Landing? Has yeah. anybody else fallen yeah. ill with this?
1: And so, sure, Picel says he knows the symptoms of all the major poisons, and Aaron didn't exhibit those. But so that does suggest he did possibly consider the possibility and discounted it because of the lack of the symptoms he was looking for. Again, I question that because I think the symptoms he exhibited, to me, look like poison. <laughs> poison. Um, yeah. But his reaction to Ned saying it is one of oh, "I
0: never thought of that right it like seems poison? that way, yeah. this isn't the free cities what yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> it's then not again possible but, here but, in but, but then again, girls. maybe that goes to the guilty conscience, maybe Picel is well aware that this is poison in some way or other, right,
0: yes, this all goes back to where Picel falls in the yeah. in in all of this,
1: so um. We're going to keep going with the show, Bonanza? Yeah, yeah, we're going to keep... We're getting later and later in the weekend with our recording. (laughs) This is not our normal recording time. We are
0: kind of pushing the envelope here.
1: So, concluding, um, for me, the most interesting aspect of this chapter is how much do we smell complicity from Yep, yep. At various points, he says and does things that seem like red flags. He came to me as hale and healthy as ever. The next day, he was twisted in pain. Just that statement. Just that statement. He came to you, hailing heart, uh, healthy, and the next day he was twisted with pain. Couldn't get out of bed. It makes me think, dude, you're the fulcrum here. You're the turning point. (laughs) Did you offer him any of that milk? It's really sweet and nasty. Could have killed an (laughs) old man.
0: Have you tried any of this milk? Um,
1: He relieved Aaron's own maester of care.
0: Yeah. Uh, That one, yeah. yeah. That that could be nothing, or it could be, you know. Yeah, as could the first one. Right, yes. He just
1: happened to see him the day before he got sick. Yeah. He hadn't really considered poison, which to me seems a terrible omission. Mm-hmm. And he was awfully quick to point the finger elsewhere. He sure particularly was. Particularly at Lord Varys.
0: And away from Cersei.
1: And, and, but, yeah, I mean, the thing about the away from Cersei assumes that he knew what Ned meant when Ned said poison is a woman's weapon. Right. Yep. Was his first thought, oh, he thinks it's Cersei. I better leap in and defend her.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Right. Yeah, maybe. everything with him is a maybe. At this yeah. So far, yeah. you know. So,
1: so it does point the finger away from Cersei, but I'm not sure we can say that Pycelle was Drunk. defending Cersei. Right. He, yeah. But he was awfully quick to blame Varys. Now, clearly, there's some personal animosity there which might fuel that. Yes. And that's the thing, you see, you can explain all of these away. I mean, yeah. there's no reason to, for any of this to make you think Pycelle was directly involved.
0: Yeah. Like and his and then, fingers are all over. This, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was either bumbling his way through doing the best that he could and yeah. failing miserably or he's in, in somehow involved in all this. Yeah. But one thing that I thought of about uh him whether or not he was coming to Cersei's defense, he's not the one that gave the information about Cersei not being there. Ned asked was Cersei there and he said Oh, no, she wasn't. You'd think if he was trying to protect Cersei, he might have said, worked it into the conversation, you know, that Cersei wasn't even in King's Landing. Right,
1: which again yeah. goes to the possibility here that he is just an innocent, just a complete innocent bystander Correct. to all of this. Yeah. Trying his best, you know. Yeah. And and again, it's the, the writing around Pycelle is such that we just don't know. I mean... I pointed out when they had the first small council meeting that Baelish talked to him in a way that suggested Baelish wasn't convinced by the doddery old man routine.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: But maybe it's true. Yeah,
0: but Ned never seems to get suspicious of Pycelle's answers, but there have to be some nagging doubts.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, that's the one thing. The one time we get Ned's inner thought on whether or not Pycelle is telling the truth is on that very last line. Yes, and he says, I'm right. here to serve. And mm-hmm. Ned thinks, yes, but who?
0: Yeah, because I felt like the rest of the time during their conversation, Ned was just accepting what he right. was saying on fi- on face value. When even I'm not the one questioning him and I'm saying, ask him this. What does he mean by that? But Follow he, up with this. But then
1: again, maybe, this, maybe this goes to Ned's character again. You know, he's yes. such a straight shooter. Absolutely. That when he asks the question, and he gets an answer. That's that yeah. was the, that was it. Right. That was the <laughs> honest truth. Because he'll never make it as a cop. No. You
0: know? <laughs> he's never going to make in King's Landing if he doesn't start <laughs> learning how to play the Game of Thrones a little bit better.
1: Hard boiled gumshoe would have known. <laughs> <laughs> Put the squeeze on this guy.
0: What's in this milk? This
1: isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. honey. <laughs> and then the, the other massive mystery from this is why was John Aaron's squire knighted right. so quickly after his death? I mean, yeah. what service had he done? Again, I offered an alternative. Su- answer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I
0: think your alternative is very valid. But yeah. But yeah uh, With yeah. all the other things going on right. around John Aaron's death, all the other suspicion. Right, you, you know, like there's funeral details and grieving process, and they've got to find a new replacement. And like, oh, I got to knight, this guy. Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, but actually, the, the, the funeral thing might be might go to the answer. You know, it might be like, oh, we'll have six knights to carry him. Oh, Hugh, you, you should be one of the ones to carry him. You're not a knight yet. Come here, come here. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a good point.
1: So in Cersei.
0: Yes. Right. That's. Uh, that's the we just don't know. There's not enough information yet yeah, about yeah. whether or not, like you said, could have been slow-acting poison. Uh,
1: she could have been there when it was administered. Yeah, yeah. It could have been done by on her behalf by a third party.
0: Absolutely. That's, yeah.
1: We've said many have it happened many times already in this book. Or
0: Liza could just be seeing enemies in uh, every shadow. Right.
1: Yeah. Or making crap up to you know. To destabilize the realm just because she's mad about life. Right, yeah. And life has dealt her an ugly hand right now.
0: Yeah. A sickly
1: child that. and a dead husband. Yeah, you
0: know? that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and
1: and presumably her losing babies has not done anything for her state of mind Stability.
0: yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. Anything else? No. Okay.
1: So reach out to us at ghost.haronhall at gmail.com. Uh, follow, follow us on Twitter at ghost, hall. Oh by the way, actually I was what, I was reading just a little bit ahead and Hall gets a mention uh, sorry, not reading, watching the T V show. And Harron Hall gets a mention in a in a next chapter or so. Right. I was very excited.
0: <laughs> You'll finally understand why we're called the ghosts of Harrenhal. Well, the uh, ghost it was yeah. a person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, so you can follow yeah. us there. Um, one thing we've noticed is we've done a push with our friends and uh, people who've got in touch with us to give us uh, reviews on uh, itunes and that's really helped our um our numbers yeah it's, yeah it's helped our download numbers but it's also helped when you search for us on itunes we're moving up the list kind of thing so absolutely a- yeah. any any reviews you can give us uh, i mean if the good ones the better you know we prefer <laughs> that but any review you give us gets us a little bit of notoriety so yes. we'd appreciate it, you it it would really help a lot yeah. Well, thanks very much for listening.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye.